This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cripps Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. My name is Patch and in this episode, episode 186, you will hear um, an extract from the hour that we spent on the Adam Crowther show on Radio Bristol uh, on Sunday the 22nd of January. Big thanks to Adam for having myself and Rich on Really had a good time talking about the stories of the week, uh, a bit about the podcast, um, and also some some shout outs to people who can help with uh, a fundraiser. So please do have a listen along to this episode, and uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it. But right now, hot topics where we invite guests into the studio to talk about things that might have caught their eye uh, over the week in the world of news, in local news, in worldwide news, and things that are just plain fun why not uh, and to join us today from the three peeps podcast patch warner and rich brown good afternoon gents good afternoon adam afternoon adam hello hello it's nice to have you in the studio again it's been a while since we've sat in the studio together it has yeah it's been a while and uh, it's always nice to see you here with all your all your levers and your knobs and whistles <laughs> uh, all very professional excellent Love i mean it. we try to, it, i mean i don't know what half of it does but it, it's all all right Should i just it? push a few buttons and see or? yeah i mean we can just press some of these and see if anything happens no, I mean, it's all off the back of a lorry, all this stuff anyway. It don't oh, really work. Brilliant. Um, so you guys have had this amazing podcast for a number of years now, the Three Peeps podcast. We should probably introduce the both of you by trying to find out a bit more about that, really. Where did this start and when did it start? So we're almost up to eight years now, really? believe it or not. Really? Thank you, Yeah, so I think it was June. Um, it will be June eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was in the States um, seeing my cousin and he had a podcast about, this was about 11 years ago, and really enjoyed it. Went on his podcast and came back and thought, you know, I'd like to do something like this myself. It can't be that hard. They sort of helped with the mechanics of it all and getting the right server and the right equipment and all of that sort of stuff. And I thought, well, I need to try and find a couple of people to help me with this and really couldn't find anyone, so landed on Rich <laughs> and um, and Mike, who, uh, as you know, is no, sadly no longer with us. But the podcast has continued, and yeah. we and we now get a, a different guest on for every regular show, and it's morphed now into two extra shows in the Bristol City bonus show, as we call it, which mm-hmm. is post match reaction, and Robin's reunited, where we get two ex players back together. So it's morphed and it's evolved, and we're, we're, we're doing really well and really enjoying it, aren't we, Rich? Well, the time, the time has flown. When you say eight years, I can't believe Crazy. it's been that long. But yeah, what started out was just three of us getting together to chat about anything. Literally yeah. anything. Literally, like, it's like earwig in someone's conversation in a pub, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's got, yeah, it's got a little bit more professional over the years, but uh, we still have a good laugh. And we, it's an excuse for us to kind of meet up. Because you know, we don't see each other a lot nowadays with young families, things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a good reason to meet up. Rich is obviously the star of the regular show with his rant. Uh, yeah. He's a professional ranter. I don't know if you knew yeah, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well aware. Well and, aware. Uh, yeah. I've yet to get paid for it. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and the Room of Doom, which uh, which we put our pet peeves in to um, every episode. And and last year was a really really good year. We had Dom Jolly on. Um, David Earl was uh, was a favourite of ours, who's from Afterlife and Derek, etc. Rich, you really enjoyed that one, didn't you? Tell, and he, you picked up on one of his uh, one of his BBC shows. I, I think. think I kind of surprised him by naming a show that not a lot of people not a lot of people radar called um, the Cockfields. Right. Which is a, a UK Gold original, and I didn't think he realised that people actually watched it. And once in time, mentioned it, and you saw his kind of. He went, oh, he, yeah, his you're, eyes, his you're eyes the viewer. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, somebody, and actually, somebody watches it. So yeah, yeah. that's nice then. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a nice to meet him and chat to him. A nice down to earth bloke. And to, to have evolved the podcast over the years as well, over these eight years, from the, the sort of the local guests that you spoke to, or the, the sort of chat down the pub type podcast that it was in the early days to to having some of these big name guests on but also you know the robins for united stuff Mm. must be really fascinating for a lot of people to listen to um to hear those conversations of of ex-players and the like you must be so proud of how far it's come in those eight years oh absolutely yeah it's believe it or not i was actually an accountant eight years ago and (laughs) and when we started the podcast I one of the projects that I did at work was to actually roll out this new sort of internal it's like Facebook for work type thing which allowed me to to upload mp3 files so on the side of the desk I started a, a an internal podcast and that morphed into some vlogs and things like that and then I got more and more involved in the culture of, of work and things like that so now I actually have a role at work which is yeah comms and culture and yeah, yeah um and it's 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 something I love doing on a day, on a daily basis, as well as keeping up the the podcast. And you're right, you know the the Robins reunited, getting two former players. I'm a massive Bristol City fan, as is Rich. Getting two former players back, I sort of give it some structure, and then I try and just remove myself from the conversation and let them have a bit of crossfire. Mm-hmm. And some of the stories that they come up with from back in the day, I had to cut some, to be honest. Oh, not uh, broadcast at all. <laughs> no, but but I try and keep as many in as possible. Yeah, uh, and it's fantastic. It's open a lot of doors uh, for, for us and it's something we we continue to do as a hobby nice that's exciting and uh, we're going to talk about some of the hot topics that have caught your eyes and ears over the last week very shortly uh, before then let's get some more music shall we from pink brand new from her never gonna not dance again right back to our hot topics patch and rich in the studio let's get started with your first story then boys um there's something really really um, moving happened this week, Rich, when it comes to the world of football and supporting each other, that really does show that even though there are two distinct colours in the city, that actually none of that matters when it comes to the crux of it. Yeah, cancer has no colours, as they say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on the back of um, Nick Anderton, Bristol Rovers player, who got a rare form of cancer, bone cancer in his mm-hmm. uh, femur, yeah, 40 members of playing, playing staff, coaching staff, just um, staff of Bristol Rovers, have shaved their heads. Even Joey Barton got involved. Joey Barton got involved. He probably needed it doing because he's <laughs> he had, yeah, he had a bit of a, a bit of a grey mop of hair on his head. But yeah, um, yeah and the the person he had, they had done a British no was it, a British barber company in yeah, Clifton just up the road here. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is managed by a Bristol City fan. Oh, really? So he, he was in charge of the Clippers. Yeah, he had a City shirt on, but he did have Anderson's number on the back, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and it was on the 16th of January, which wasn't a coincidence. That's actually his squad number as well. So yeah, a, a good way of raising fund. There's a GoMe fund page, which is currently at thirty-two thousand pounds. That's incredible as it stands. It? Yeah. So yeah, on the back of some um, sad news, yeah, a bit of light-hearted uh, activities. And 
he is the nicest of guys as well. I know he's been in and chatted to Jeff on um, the show a number of times, including sort of um, in autumn, and he's come back a few times since to update us on, on his progress. And to hear his story and how he speaks about it in such a an open way, he's the nicest bloke. So uh, it sort of makes it all the more pertinent, really, when it shows the, the sort of... The, the manner of the man when everyone rallies round to support him in this way. Oh, exactly. I think I mean, it's one of those things you don't want to run the corner, do you? Mm-hmm. you know, you're a, a young, fit athlete, but your life can change within minutes. Yeah. But yeah, for the the whole club and well, both clubs, the whole Bristol Reed to come out in support for the young man who was very important in their promotion year last year. I think speaks volumes. Yeah, and the, the the Cross City support has been amazing. As you mentioned, the, the sort of owner of the barbershop, uh, an avid City fan, but sort of coming out and going, do you know what, I will donate my time yeah. and my barbershop to be able to do this amazing event. That's important too. I don't I don't know if it was coincidence that uh, Rovers game was off yesterday because I guess Woody Hats would have been... Uh... Would have been warm by the first team squad if, uh, if the game was on. Suddenly got a cold head because of all other red shades. Yeah, yeah. So, can we call this game off, please, boss? But, yeah. um, no, it's uh, there's a great little story off the mm-hmm. back of something sad. So Yeah, I know. It's, it's incredibly sad to, to hear things like that, but the fact that everyone's coming together is, yeah. is really important. Now, one of the other things that's caught your ear patch is um, something that's happened right here on BBC Radio Bristol, no less, with. Uh, a bit of a, a sort of celebrity coup for James Hansen this week. Absolutely, yeah. So Kelsey Grammer was on was on James's show, and not everyone will know that Bristol City legend Alan Walsh that is his son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm waiting for the day where Alan and Kelsey come to Ashton Gate and people come up to Alan for a photo rather than Kelsey. <laughs> um, so that's that's going to happen. But yeah, he revealed on the show that he's looking to buy a place in Portishead. Mm-hmm. So obviously that'll be a second or a third or a fourth home yeah. um, but yeah, to have some sort of roots in Bristol and the fact he'll be here and great to hear that he's going to get Nicholas Lindhurst on Fraser Reboot as well that'll be interesting that's incredible isn't it and I, I think to, to watch that would be quite an interesting sort of viewing yeah because yeah, like we haven't seen Nicholas Lindhurst or Rodney as he's known yeah. to, to, to most people um, on British TV for quite some time Rich have we? I think the last thing he was in Goodnight Sweetheart, I guess, was Blimey, that was yeah. and that was a good and that was a while ago, fifteen years ago. But uh, yeah, it'd be great to see how that comes out, and obviously great to see Kelsey in and around Portishead and Bristol. What I liked about this was that it was all sparked from um, a photo of him Having in a, a curry, curry house <laughs> yeah. in Portishead, right, with this big fish in front of him, and it was sort of the picture <laughs> that you could imagine, like a meme caption of like when all you want to do is eat, but your girlfriend wants to take a picture first. Yeah. And he sort of sat there with the look of like, just leave me alone, I want to eat me fish. And the fact that he said that he he, he really likes the poppadoms and the chutney trays, and I think that was where, <laughs> where, where it sort of landed. Everyone loves a, a poppadom and a chutney tray, don't they? I mean, when I saw that he was eating a fish in a curry house, I was like, mm, wouldn't be my choice no, if I exactly. could go into What, what would Indian. be your choice, Adam, actually? That's... It's Probably your... a chicken balti sag. Nice, mm, nice. Rich, you're, I know you're a lamb rogue and Josh man, aren't you? No, chicken rogue and Josh. Okay. Okay, right. nice. but yeah, I'm more entry level curry. I'm not, I'm not one to kind of show off and burn yeah. my face off. And, no, no, not me neither. If it's sort no. of too hot, that's medium not for, me. for me. Lambuna, yeah. something like that. It's good. But I did Happy have far, I had far too many curries in December because <laughs> because we, we chose a curry house to go and watch the World Cup. Right. Okay. And we, uh, when you're in a curry house, because it was it was a quiet pub from where I live, and we literally had our own little seating area. Yeah. 
And even when the game finished, we were in charge of the TV, turn the volume up. But yeah, <laughs> and when you're in a curry house, you've got to have a curry, so... Happy day. Well, there you go then. So yep. too many curries for you easing off in January. Yeah. Back on it in February, maybe. Yeah, no. absolutely. I like the idea of that. I like the idea of that. And speaking of food then, this next one from you, Patch. A fast food related one as well. Um, something bizarre happening in a McDonald's. Yeah, so it was a McDonald's in America. <laughs> and I think this was one of, the, one of the lad Bible stories, but... Uh, a, a, a lad went through McDonald's drive-thru. Must have been early in the morning because mm-hmm. he ordered a sausage and egg McMuffin. So of the breakfast time sort of... Breakfast yeah. time, yeah. And he was handed a bag that had the McMuffin in it and $5,000. What? Yeah, so $5,000. So the, the staff handed him his food, but also money. But also money. Now, we don't know, I'm sure, what that money was for, but I'm assuming that it was the take-ins or something from the previous night. Um, so he's now in the car park, sat eating his sausage and egg McMuffin, wondering what am I going to do with this $5,000? And it's obviously a moral dilemma of, do I take it back? Do mm-hmm. I not? I mean, he would have got tracked down, I'm sure, but he decided to return it. He took it into the store and they were all hugging him and saying, thank you so much. He got oh, $200 cash for his trouble as a bit of a reward money. Yeah, and McDonald's free for a month. So you know, Only it pays. A month. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to track that, but uh, I would hope he would get McDonald's free for a lot longer than that. But obviously, someone careless has put it by the drive-through window, and and it's been handed to him. But it's a bit of a, it's a, it's, you know. I'm sure us three would all give it back yeah, and, and, it, and uh, see the error of their ways. But, um, yeah, some people wouldn't. I love the <laughs> idea that at some point, you know, normally when you reach around the bottom of a bag in a McDonald's bag, you sort of get the, the sort of stray yeah. chips, don't you? Or a free hash brown yeah. or something. Like, oh, that's a bonus. But to reach in and find five grand. <laughs> are, we, are we saying this money was just in a McDonald's paper bag then? Yeah, it was, it was like in a, yeah, it was in a bag. Uh, he, he, did, he did film the whole, the whole thing. You know, once he realised what had gone on, he filmed him giving it back. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it's available on on you know Lab YouTube Bible and whatnot, wherever. And it'll be on, yeah. uh, just type in McDonald's five thousand dollars and it will come up. But yeah, hell of a story. Well, I wonder if he's involved in the middle of a a ring. No, yeah. I'm <laughs> Yeah, that, I, that was my immediate thought, is what was this actually for? Was it yeah. the, given to the wrong car? Just wrapped up yeah. in a mysterious brown paper bag. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I hear that, I hear that. There's uh, there's some sort of honesty, that my moral dilemma that goes through a lot of people's minds when it comes to that. But yeah, five grand, imagine reaching in a bag and finding yeah. that. Uh, more of these stories on the way very shortly after a bit of gold on BBC Radio Bristol. It's just gone half past midday. Yep, me, Adam Crowther, in for Laura Rawlins today on your Sunday afternoon. Steve Yabsley here after after two o'clock this afternoon with some brilliant guests, by the way, including David Barry's former bassist, Tony Fox Sales, and a look at arm wrestling and the Sunday sausage with Steve Jabsley. <laughs> After two, he gives us variety on BBC Radio Bristol, doesn't he? Oh, Steve, wrestling like and a Sunday sausage. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, so, boys, welcome in Patch Warner, Rich Brown from the Three Peeps podcast, talking through hot topics today. There's been some um, brilliant uh, chatter on Twitter over the last sort of week or so around a rather unfortunate incident that happened on BBC One. Rich, <laughs> live on BBC One. Yeah, if you tuned in to the Wolves against Liverpool FA Cup match this week... Chaos at the Molyneux. You might have heard some sounds. <laughs> you wouldn't expect to be hearing from a Gary Lineker and his pundits. No. Especially on primetime TV before the watershed. Yeah. Mm. Yes, um, YouTuber, YouTuber pranker Daniel Jarvis, known as BMW Jarvo, 
Yeah. Managed to get onto the set before he might. Well, he managed to get into the whole ground. Basically, mm-hmm. it, it ends up. It ends up. He had a little bit in the change room. He, he managed to raid a free bar, <laughs> but he also managed to set a tape a burner phone to the back of the set. <laughs> so when uh, yeah, when Gary and the boys were on, Daniel phoned the mobile and a rather um, awkward ringtone. Yeah. Blared out across the. A lot of people will be aware of there's a certain prank that's that goes yeah. around on Twitter videos every now and then. It's like watch this really sweet moment yeah. where these. This thing happens and people click on the video and a, a rather inappropriate sound gets played out on top of the video, which you're then sort of left with the embarrassment of playing this sound <laughs> out wherever you might be on a bus in the middle of a restaurant, whatever. Um, and we have to be very careful how we phrase our conversation around this sort of uh, particular sound. I say I'm staying out of this. It's definitely not the sort of sound that you want to be playing on primetime BBC One in the <laughs> middle of quite a, a, a large football match that lots of people are going to be watching. No, I think Gary thought, first of all, it's one of the ever pundits' phones. So mm-hmm. I think he kind of got a bit embarrassed and he realised no, it's a bit too loud and long to be one of their phones. But yeah, like yeah. you say, we've all, we've, I think we've all received one of these messages over in the office when it's quiet and then, mm-hmm. yeah, rather yeah. embarrassing. Rather embarrassing. And you're frankly, you're frankly trying to stop the, the sound, yeah. But I think Gary handled it very <laughs> well, say, didn't he? Really well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he came out after the game, you know, he obviously tweeted about it, he kind of showed us a picture of the phone. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, he took it in a stride, lighthearted. He didn't kind of, no, kind of... Um, to report about it, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, la- he laughed it off like he does. He ended up talking about it on that night's news night yeah, yeah. as well, oh, did he? which I found hysterical that it was such big news on Twitter that news night decided to get him on to talk yeah, about I it. I think as well. he said he didn't realise at the start of that day he'd be on news night that evening. <laughs> Chat about a ringtone. Of all the people you expect to see on Newsnight, Gary Lineker is not the no, one that you no, expect no, to be absolutely. seeing, right? Um, but yeah, I think he handled it really, really well. And the confusion that must have ensued around the sort of pop-up studio that they have in one of the boxes at the Molyneux would have been, oh my goodness, where's this coming from? And they they sort of handed over to a pre-recorded tape about sort of previewing the match and what whatever. And uh, I think probably while they were running around trying to do all of that stuff is when they eventually you might have found it strapped to the back of a... But he is known for his pranks, Daniel Jarvis. He's done, he's done a fair few. Did you see the yeah. video of him actually phoning it through? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, he sort of came clean quite quickly. Because he had a mate who was obviously in the ground, literally right in yeah, front of where the, the, the set is, right? So as you look out with that big window behind the, the studio set onto the ground behind, and he was not too far away behind them, and there was a video of, um, of Dan Jarvis in his... Um, living room yeah. going shall I phone it now yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's phone it now I'm phoning this thing and watching the chaos unfold absolutely genius not that we condone it obviously here on the BBC oh, no, no, no way. Um, they'll be checking the back of the seat going forward I think <laughs> I was texting my boss at the same time uh, in a WhatsApp group that I'm in with her and saying uh, do you think that we at every OB that we do ever we're going to have to be checking this from now on. Yeah, Rich, yeah. did you deploy I was going to say, well, I'm sure when we leave <laughs> <laughs> sure the studio, uh, I don't uh, know, we'll do, yeah. do a quick sweep. I will yeah. be doing a sweep. Don't worry, I don't trust you boys. As far as I can throw you. <laughs> and one of the other things that you picked up on uh, in the week this week, Rich, is a fantastic item for sale for quite a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you want a piece of um, TV memorabilia, mm-hmm. an iconic... Something no costume. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Mr. Blobby's costume. Mr. Blobby's <laughs> original costume from the 1990s is on eBay. Yeah, is listed. Um, it currently stands at eight thousand one hundred. Eight grand. Eight thousand. Yes. Is that your beard, Rich? That's my. Yeah, so that's my. <laughs> that's my. Um, ingo ingo in beard. That's my now setting the, setting the standards. You got you got a week to go if you want to get your hands on it. But there are a few. No, you, you need to reattach the arms. Apparently. Yeah. There's a cracked eye. The bow, okay. the bow so, tie needs uh, needs adjusting, so it's not in good nick. It's not in good nick, but um, but still raising Christmas eight number grand one, though, wasn't it? Yeah. I think 
he's had a, yeah he's had his own song he's obviously been on Noel Levman's house party he's been on Peter Kay's Amarillo track so yeah, you know, yeah. iconic he's, he's character Mr Blobby one of sort of a cult icon status I would say but the and fact you can actually take it out of your house pretty much you just got to wear it you know in your own in your it's own room personal use only <laughs> yes it comes with some terms and conditions yeah. Rich doesn't it tell us about some of the different terms and conditions that it comes well, it with is, if you per, buy it it is personal use I don't know, I don't know what you do uh, <laughs> on, on your own in a Mr Blobby outfit <laughs> right yeah. but you can keep that to yourself but yeah you can't you can't You're rent it out BBC Radio Bristol <laughs> yeah in the, in the privacy of your own home you can do what you like with the Mr yeah. Bobby costume you can't but... Hi- but you can't hire it out you can't wear it in public I don't think you would anyway because uh, yeah it is a trademark to it so mm. yeah you can't say start doing kids parties in it and how about fancy, like fancy dress parties like you know yeah could you celebrating the 90s a... or something like a private fancy dress, I, I guess know. maybe I guess, you yeah, could. Unless it's indoor, yeah. If, that, if that's indoors, no photos, please. Yeah, yeah please, no <laughs> photos. Just, just don't enter the public realm. Yeah, <laughs> I do like the idea that someone's going to own a bit of TV history, yeah, there, right? Exactly. But it's had seventy-one bids. So really? It, it, like just one person has gone in eight grand straight away. Yeah. Okay. So just and there's still a week to go. Week to go. Uh, just, got, just go in a museum, surely. Under under yeah. the under the user Blobby01. Blobby someone someone set up their yeah. own eBay. Yeah. Who's selling it? it? Who's who owns it right now? Yeah, I don't know. Noel Edmonds? I don't think it's Noel Edmonds. <laughs> I, know, I know times are hard for Noel. You can't got a TV for another money, but um, I, I don't think he's that desperate yet. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Mr. Blobby costume for eight grand, it's not something I would spend my money on, I don't think. No. I do wonder not. if you buy it. Whether you'd sell it to a museum, I don't know. It must be a TV museum. We used yeah. to own it probably and just have it there, and I don't know. Yeah, of all the costumes that people would buy, what would be the costume that you would buy from TV history? Oh, that's a good one. Blimey. Um, Maybe Spider Man and one of the original Spider Man sort of like outfits or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a good shape. I quite like quite like the idea of having a, a fully functioning Iron Man costume. That yeah, would be good, wouldn't okay, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. With a retractable helmet and all of that sort of stuff. I think that basically all of the superhero costumes, right? Because I was yeah. about to be like, oh, Power Rangers. I was like, no, we're just buying superhero costumes. At Anyone's this point. fine. It's funny because I was thinking it was a garbage, but if you, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. You stick to your superheroes. Yeah, yeah I mean. Would. Yeah, I, I can see that, Rich. I can a, see a you Grinch in that. Hill, I, I don't know, Grinch Hill uniform. Grinch Hill, a uniform. You can do better than that, I Rich. Come on. Yeah, but I'm my era. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I see that, though. Yeah. I think maybe the Wales of Gummidge might suit you more than a Grinch yeah, Hill so. uniform. Yeah, we, we, we won't need too much <laughs> effort. It could just be, could just <laughs> be any, any white shirt and tie, couldn't it? Exactly. We'll have more stories from the boys after this from Mabel. Yeah. Let them know on BBC Radio Bristol. Boys, you could come and do an apprenticeship here if you fancied it. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to get my hands on a big uh, sound board like you've got there. What are you going to go for? Then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's before the watershed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, we've, we've got a, a little mixing desk at home, but it's got literally like I can turn Rich down if I want to. That's all mm-hmm. I want to do is just be able to control, you know, Rich's uh, rants. Control. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, but that looks just very impressive. I love it. I mean, it's all um, it's all. Spangling showbiz, but um, it's 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 very basic. You really. only touch one button, really, don't yeah, you? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's all it's all uh, smoke and mirrors, all this sort of stuff. Um, we're speaking about some stories that have caught your eyes this week, and there's a story that uh, has caught your eye patch about a brilliant TV series on the way that's been filmed right here in Bristol. Yeah, so it was announced back in August, but the cast has just been announced. It's um, it's a new six part comedy, Ruby Speaking. It's called uh, created, co created, I should say, by Jade Adams, um, but also. Also featuring friend of the show, Joe Sims. See? So looking forward to seeing that. So Joe Sims and Jade Adams, both incredible West Country talents um, in this production. 
This sounds like it could be pretty exciting, and it's, it's set in a call centre. That's right, yeah. A customer service team at Bristol Call Centre, Hellocom. Uh, <laughs> and it's inspired by the years of Jade working in a call centre. I think we've seen some documentaries in the past of call centres, but yeah. this is going to be, uh, I'm sure, very interesting watch and hopefully a very funny watch as well. So can't wait to see uh, see that come out. I mean, anyone that's worked in any sort of big office space will be able to identify with this, I think, because they'll have all of the targets yeah. and the, the KSIs and key performance indicators and all that sort of stuff. Um, this is going to be exciting, particularly with these two talents. Jade Adams is just hysterically funny. Yeah. isn't she she's, yeah. she's gold absolutely yeah no I'm, she's, she's recently sort of shot to fame more nationally being on, uh, on Strictly, Strictly Come Dancing yeah, yeah. and uh, Rich you said there was another big name in it as well didn't you in terms of yeah, uh, Catherine the cast. Kelly uh, used to be in Coronation Street see oh okay Just, right yeah, yeah, yeah can't recall her character Let's do a quick. I'm sure she's married to Steve McDonald. But we're saying, we're saying, obviously, there's going to be some people in in this who aren't from Bristol, and we look forward to seeing how they how they portray the Bristol accent. Obviously, Joe Sims is pretty good at it, I'd say, a natural. Um, so yeah, we wait to see see everyone else. She played Becky McDonald in Coronation Street. Look I was going to say she must have married Steve McDonald because I think yeah. they've, all, they've all married him at some point. Everyone has <laughs> at some point. Yeah, he's been yeah. through the whole of the street, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, I don't, I've not, it's been ages since I've properly watched Coronation Street, but over Christmas, my mum and dad watch it religiously Why? on record and the lot and catch it all up. So over Christmas, when I was back seeing parents, they were watching it and they've sort of extended Coronation Street now. They've got a new sort of oh, square, yeah. haven't they, that you sort of wander around and have different bits and shops. Well, you, you and don't need to leave the street. No. Because you can, you can work there, you can go to a doctor's there, you can get a kebab there, you can get a Roy's roll there, you can get a taxi from there, you can <laughs> work in this factory, they got a tram work stop in a health centre, yeah, got all, everything. All of the modern cons that uh, they've finally switched electricity on up in the north, then, yeah, yeah. Good, haven't they? I, I've never watched it. I stick to BBC EastEnders, so. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> okay you, you're, uplifting. You're, you're towing the uh, the BBC line more than I am. Um, but I, th- I just find it fascinating that they've discovered this whole new part of Coronation yeah, Street yeah. that clearly would have been there all the time, but. They've just yeah, it's like someone's gone around the corner and suddenly, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> How long's this been? <laughs> Glitch in the Matrix. Oh, look, we've opened up this new level. <laughs> um, and so that, that's going to be exciting then with a, a few uh, yeah. local cast members in that. Ruby speaking, watch this space for more on that. And there's a really important fundraiser that you want to raise awareness for, Patch, on this one. Absolutely, yeah. It's a bit of a plea. It's regarding the wife of a friend of mine from one of my many old football teams, Ian Clark. His wife, Camilla, was diagnosed with leukaemia towards the end of 2021, which is obviously devastating news for her, Ian and their young child Josh who is now only two and a half uh, Cam bravely battled through treatment uh, and three weeks in ICU to go into remission in the spring of 2022 unfortunately the leukaemia returned in the summer of 2022 and the news was even more devastating that it was terminal um, a round of experimental drugs was started and this did the trick fighting leukaemia back Cam was able to get some quality of life back in late September 2022 when they tied the knot her and Ian it's now January 2023 and the leukaemia has returned meaning that treatment cam was on is no longer having an effect all treatments available on the nhs have been exhausted friends and family are now doing all they can to raise funds for new treatments not available mm-hmm. so a fundraiser is happening in Kentsham on friday the 17th of february any prizes that can be do- donated to a raffle or auction that will be held on the day would be most appreciated also obviously donations to the gofundme page so you can find details of that over on our twitter page at 3piapc or if you you want to donate 
um, or have more information on what we can uh, raffle and auction, please do contact me on 3piapc at gmail.com. So, yeah, all we can do to extend her life with her young family would be greatly appreciated. And thanks, for Adam, for letting me read that one out. No, it's a pleasure. And, and it's a... It's a really tough thing to, to deal with, isn't it? Cancer of any sort. I mean, to, to hear news that um, for your friend now mm. has reached a, a terminal stage, and this is about trying to, rather than cure the cancer, is to prolong life. Absolutely. To enable them to have, with their family, yep. more of that quality time that is about creating memories. Yeah, one more birthday in the family, one more Christmas, one more summer, whatever we can do to extend that, you know... We we take life for granted sometimes. You'll mm-hmm. wake up and it's another work day or whatever. But this is this is really you know critical to extend those memories that that, that are going to be created for the family. And day by day is is how they've got to take it, I guess, at this stage. Absolutely, absolutely. So whatever we can do to to raise raise money to to get those those experimental drugs, if you like, will be uh, you'd say great greatly appreciated. And the sort of things that people um, might be able to donate are some great things for the, these prizes, the, the raffle prizes and the auctions. And the like and this could be you know an experience yeah it could be an item anything anything that 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 was going to attract some interest obviously when you go into a raffle you always look and see what's available and it can be something as as small as a a gift set or as big as uh you know a, a signed bristol city bristol bears bristol rovers shirt Anything really that you you think will help help raise funds, and it doesn't have to be something tangible, as you say. It can mm. be can be anything. So please do get your thinking caps on, and uh, anything we can we can do to to help will be will be brilliant. All the details for how you can help support that are on the Three Peeps Twitter feed. Search out Three Peeps in a podcast, and you'll find them on there. Uh, speaking of the podcast, you have lots of different guests on on the podcast guys um of course on the bonus shows you do all the sort of post-match uh, reviews of how city have been playing but yeah. you have the robins reunited as well with some brilliant guests that you have on there uh, as well as the local guests that you have in the, the sort of regular show if mm. you like uh, who have you got in the pipeline that you can tell us about that's so coming up? literally this evening um jordan hall who is a local artist so he's gonna be coming on to talk about you know the various sports stars and stars of music that he's that he's produce some artwork on so that's coming this evening uh a friend of mine started a podcast called in my humble opinion okay. so we've listened to the first couple of episodes of that and it's very very room of doomy so we want to get them on and just pull them up on a few uh a few gimmick infringements but uh <laughs> but no also I mean, just if we're speaking about gimmick infringements <laughs> i think the bbc might have something to say about the room of doom <laughs> sounds remarkably like room 101 you're supposed to be on our side Adam. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, but they, they've utilised about 20 Room of Dooms in their first two episodes, so we're okay. going to have a chat to them. Any, any of ours? Have they... uh, yeah, a couple, a couple, but mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to that. <laughs> and then um, I'm actually going along to uh, an evening with Paul Gascoigne, or Gazza, as he's yeah. better known, with some local sports stars such as uh, Mark Dudbridge and Steve Brown, darts players, as well as some Bristol City players, Scott Murray, Joe Sims is going to be there, Dean Edwards. So I'm going to do a podcast before and after the, the live Gaza, maybe even get a quick word with Gaza, who knows. Um, but that's coming up um, in March. I think it's now sold out, unfortunately, so um, that's a shame. But Well, it's not a shame because it would be a great <laughs> event, but it's, no one else can come. Uh, but we'll be getting some uh, in-the-moment feedback on an evening with Gaza. So, nice. And you never know. 
I never know who's going to turn up next on Three Peeps. So uh, it's tune in and uh, subscribe. All of your usual podcast suppliers will supply you with episodes. Absolutely. Spotify, Google Podcast, Podbean, Apple, all the big ones and some of the others. Exactly indeed, exactly indeed. And uh, I've got to ask, the, the podcast, of course, is, has been going, as you mentioned, for eight years. Mm. Who's been your favourite guest on the podcast so far? Oh, Rich, any ideas? I, I've been starstruck on a few. Yeah, I mean, remember that one with... David Earl, kind of recent Well, memory. no, I remember one with a chap called Adam. Adam Crowther. I think that's where he's sort of going with this. <laughs> that is where I'm going with that. Well um, done. You, you picked up on the subtle hint. Yeah. <laughs> that, was no. la, that was a last minute one, wasn't it? Because was, somebody yeah. pulled out. James Hansen dropped out. Oh, thank you, <laughs> That's usually how it works. <laughs> no, but we—I think we've—we've—we've we've, uh, we've worked our way through the BBC Radio Bristol uh, staff. Yeah, list. I mean, you've had me on, you've had James on, you've—you've you've had Jeff. Ali Durden on, you've had Jeff on, em, the, Emma, Emma Britton, Emma, yeah. Still waiting to have Yabo. I think that I think he'd fit in really well with the three peeps. Well, he might be floating around in the newsroom, so you can right go grab collar him. him on the way back yeah, out. Get, get that paper him. signed, Rich. Get yeah. that contract but, signed. Um, Jake and Parrot, like names, obviously having you on has opened. Let's give us this experience for a start. Mm-hmm. No, we, we, when we started this podcast, we never thought we'd be sat in Radio Bristol Studio, kind of live on air on Facebook on the three peeps page. Is pinned our appearance with you. Uh, when we came in with Mike as well yeah, and obviously yeah. Mike's no longer with us and regularly I listen back to that because it just it's his voice yeah. uh, I know we've got hundreds of episodes with his voice on but that one's readily accessible at the top of our Facebook page and yeah that was a, a great a great day which he I know he absolutely loved it so yeah. it was great to have you guys in that day and uh, it was great fun to sort of play podcast on the radio which was really really great yeah, fun too. yeah we really appreciate that and the, the crossfire in the room you know you were just sort of sat there watching me <laughs> Richard Mike just just talking to each other yep. just sit back and <laughs> off we go <laughs> it was like those cars that you just sort of pull back a couple of times and then you just let go and it's sort of right that's it all around the room that's it sorted yeah absolutely um guys always a pleasure to have you in thank you so much for coming in and no, if people want to find out more they can search out the three peeps in a podcast uh, on wherever it is that you get your podcasts from uh, thanks very much rich and patch oh, thanks, cheers, Adam. cheers Oh!